0: What's up guys, back with another episode of Barbells and Banter, uh, and this one was on the back of a epic uh, filming session. So we filmed four episodes uh, in a row, so you might f- feel a little bit of salt by the end of the episode where we start talking about blood work and personal trainers. Uh, but in the midst of that, we had a really good discussion about training styles, and training styles across the generations and what we think would be maybe the best way to kind of go about things to keep yourself fit, healthy, big and strong. Um, and, you know, a lot of uh, banter in between that. We also talked about RPE, RAR, and percentages, um, where they or what they are, where they probably make the most sense um, and who best to use them with and, like, how we implement it with our own programming style. So, we're really interested to know, you know, what you guys use and, you know, kind of how you um, think and feel about that. If you guys are hearing this and you're a coach, um, this is a perfect opportunity if you want to learn more about the programming side of things um, to go to, uh, and you're in the Gold Coast, to go to our programming workshop so you guys can hit uh, the link and buy. Head to STC Learn and get um, a ticket for that. Ben and I will be there March 2nd and 3rd um, going over all the programming stuff. If you're not, go to the website, enjoy a bunch of free stuff. Um, There's a muscle building cheat sheet on there. Um, The girls have got their food freedom uh, program uh, kickstarting as well. So there's plenty of things on there to help you guys level up your training um, and you know, your nutrition, your mindset, all of those things. That's it from me, guys. We'll get to the episode uh, and we'll see you next time. Experience. <laughs> hey, Tam, <laughs> I've got a question for you. Are you bulking? You you trying to get swole? let just turning on his mic.
1: Uh, always, but I'm not doing anything specific uh-huh. at the
0: moment. You put down that you put down those wraps pretty quick. And that chips, bro. I was pretty Smashed impressed at, at lunch. Smashed it. Yeah. Did you skip breakfast? Uh,
1: I'd never have breakfast. Yeah, okay. That makes more the sense. The lunch is, but always a like, sweet meal.
0: Intermittent fasting. Yeah. It's time restricted feeding. Yeah. 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 Are you still getting jacked? Are you still going
2: to gym? Yeah.
1: yeah. Have you yeah. been
2: back to Taekwondo as well?
1: Three times a week, gym, <clears throat> which I'm questioning my leg day at the moment because <laughs> I, I almost couldn't walk after Taekwondo last night. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. But that's the goal. Team Dorito. How
0: yeah. many? How many? Once a week, Taekwondo. Yeah. Is that just like you know getting rid of the cobwebs, or are you learn a new shit?
1: Um. No, I'd like to say I'm back.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we're back. Yeah. Oof. You got to say I'm so back, and then put like a <laughs> post on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just in the in the in the gi. Is it a gi? or what do they call it?
1: Uh, fuck. I should know this. Yeah. It's all right. The top. The, the- is it because the geese the Japanese word? Yeah. Okay. Right. I can't remember the Korean yeah. word at the moment. Oh look,
0: <clears throat> it's dressing down. That's really thick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's just, grabbable. Yeah. It's What's like?
1: Th- I'm, uh, it's like it's not something that I'm posting about again. Oh look what I'm doing. It's just. Yeah, it's doing. I just it. want something that's athletic feeling.
2: I get it. Imagine like, a life where you could just do stuff and not have to put it on the internet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I thought that picture you put up was like, of like an older, like yeah. a older photo. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this must be a throwback of when Tam was doing Taekwondo. And it was like a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> he just hasn't, <laughs> hasn't aged. aged. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to tell Steph. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're both sitting there like, is that recent? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, It's was. genetics. What's a, so what's a session like when you go to Taekwondo?
1: It depends. Yeah, because give cl- the people an answer. Come on, man. The class, the <laughs> class can range from like ten to thirty students. Yeah. Okay. So the instructor will be like, uh, "All right, this group is here today. This is what we need to focus on." Yeah. Okay. It's only an hour. Um, so there's an hour juniors class, an hour seniors class. Yeah. I go to the seniors one. So. Yeah. Do I'm they m- ever ask my- you like for
0: ID or anything? Like- <laughs> 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 That's basically just.
1: Inexperienced, experienced. Yeah, okay. So even if you're still a lower level belt, you can go to the senior one just to yeah, see, yeah. see what it's about. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. But like, yeah, you might practice your patterns, practice your movement sequences, or, or it might be drills or it might be conditioning or sparring.
0: Mm-hmm. Have you done any sparring yet? Mix
1: bag. Uh, we've done like preset sparring. Okay. So it's like you're going to spar using these conditions. So.
0: Oh, so they set rules.
2: Yeah. So don't bash yeah. each other.
1: easing into the free sparring later in the year. Okay.
2: Annie said to me the other day, she's allowed to go back to sparring. Yeah. I think she said April. Yeah. And Gabe just sent a date because she wants to spar with me. And she's like, oh, we'll fight. (laughs) No, because I'll die. (laughs) We'll fight. Yeah. Yeah. She's like...
1: Allowed to spar because she got kicked in the head? No, she goes
2: mid-April. I'm like, oh, do you have a fight? Yeah. And she's like, oh, no, no. I'm just allowed to spar again. I just have to tell them not to kick me in the head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Can I tell everyone that too? Because that like sounds like a pretty good rule to just not get kicked in the no. head. I don't think Annie's getting kicked in the head by you, mate. Nah, <laughs> nah. Maybe mid shin. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, maybe the hip. Yeah, no, she's yeah, yeah. too tall. Maybe she's not yeah. The hip. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd be happy for a good thigh kick. To be yeah. honest. Yeah. Are you? Yeah.
0: What's your situation? Are you doing?
2: Uh, so I've actually investigated a new gym. That's a little more, by the seams, but from the outside, looks a little bit more technical.
0: As in a new fighting gym?
2: Yeah. Um, In Melton. It's a Muay Thai specific instead of an MMA gym. And the way that they've explained it is you actually do technique work, which is important. It's what I want to do because I'm a nerd and I like to learn things.
0: I feel like MMA gyms are really general. Yeah. Until you get, until you want to fight and get good, and then do the disciplines. Yeah, Style. I just
2: couldn't see, yeah. I couldn't see the pathway from what I did to then be able to be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so like you I got to put so much work I in, it, f- but it's like how I got four cues in an hour. Yeah, so it's like how you know what I mean. Yeah. So I feel
0: like to make their money, the MMA gyms like sometimes they got to lean into just like doing group shit. Well, and to make the, people come, and yeah. then you've got like ten fighters that are like probably had a, a background already, and they have yeah. got coaches that like do. Do certain disciplines yeah. so the, spend,
2: this oh one God. has like three tiers so it's like intro intermediate advanced yeah so yeah I, it was like you have to go and earn your stripes do the beginner did you get all your gloves and stuff did you end up getting them I found them yeah. yeah yeah you found them huh
0: <laughs> yeah. not in Jason's possession so they weren't in my house no nah. <laughs> I thought you had them yeah you, <laughs> you're, I love it you like I, I know you have them <laughs> 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 No, nah, I found it. Yeah. I found mine so I was just like are these mine you yeah, got the my dens. head now nah, there, yeah. one. Yeah, because yeah. I got the red. I got the red sixteens. Found my feet. Big Mickey Mouse white ones. Yeah. See, I've got white tens yeah. and red red sixteens. Yeah, black tens. Yeah. 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 So I've changed it up, and I have got like MMA gloves that I've never used. You know the ones that like have the, like yeah, the oval yeah. on them. Yeah. Yeah. I like did like a month of MMA and bought them. It's <laughs> <Just> got caught up. Yeah. It's
2: like buying things is fun. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Having things is fun. Buying things is funner. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So timing-wise and stuff, they have better time slots as well. So, yeah. What just time are we talking? Uh, six p.m. every night.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Because like six p.m., like not
2: much going on. Yeah, and then yeah. I think the intermediate ones like seven. So yeah, yeah. We're just, I'm trying to get a little more routine at home first. Yeah, of course. And then I'm also getting fitter every week. So mm. is yeah. you, you're doing the night time workouts now. Is that what you? decided uh, that was the initial plan it hasn't really i've just sort of gone yeah just whenever yeah yeah uh so training usually both days on the weekend because we mm. have people over and gonna get a bit more help and stuff yeah um but yeah just whenever it's, yeah there's no real structure so yeah i've been thinking about like moving
0: my workout because i normally like get up eat and then go gym mm. i've been thinking about moving my workout to like 11 yep so then i'm like i get two a- first yeah work up Cause sometimes, like, I get a bit of anxiety about like the work I have to do. Yeah, and I'm like, fuck, it's taking too too long. And yeah, if I want to do cardio, like, it's my only movement in the day. I don't have like a walking pad at the moment. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, fuck. Like, how do I make this all work?
2: 11 10, is my favorite
0: time to train. Mm, it's feeling pretty good. Get up. I feel like my joints are like breakfast better. Work, snack, train, yeah. lunch, work. Couple of meals, hydration. Yeah, I feel like it doesn't take as long to get going as well. Sometimes when I go to the gym in the morning, I'm like, I'm not quite feeling it. Yeah. And it takes a little bit. And I'll start like, I'll do this workout tomorrow and I'll do this workout instead.
2: Yeah. I think the challenge at the moment is I don't, I still want to finish work at five. If I train during the day, I don't work to seven. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, I want to go.
0: Yeah. I reckon if I jumped on the laptop, but like, sorry, if I got on the computer at like seven, I could do like, yeah till 10 30 yeah. and it's pretty good work yeah. like it you know because you're fresh and less you notifications know, yeah there's less people awake and stuff so yeah. i reckon that three hours mm-hmm. three and a half hours would be the worth five hours of work
2: yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah and then like come back and just do the stuff that doesn't require as much yeah because you, know, well, you go to the gym at 11 Yeah, probably home like 1 30
2: yeah people and then listen then you- and like fuck these guys <laughs> yeah go to then- the gym at 5 30 and 7 30 p.m and shit yeah, yeah.
0: I don't have that much sympathy for off because, like, for fucking twelve years, I was up at yeah five thirty trying to train get people. motivated to train people, and then you know, yeah. walking in the door at eight o'clock at night,
2: crashing your car in the car park. And you
0: <laughs> yeah, so I kind of I feel like you know can comfortably say I am like put myself in this position. <laughs>
2: yeah, oh, yeah I answer. it.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know how you speak to people who've lifted for like a long period of time? Yeah. And let's say like we only have the older generation of people like lifting who were a little bit ahead of us to kind of work off. And their philosophy, when you think about it, was heavily based around like fucking compound training, yeah. heavy lifting, whatever. Have you noticed that most of them don't train that way now just because they're fucked up? Yeah. It's, yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. then I'm like, well, is that a direct reflection of how they trained when they were younger Mm. and the fact that they did it too often? And are we going to share the same fate? Because is it just a symptom of us lifting weights or is it the fact that we may be better physically because we don't do those movements and that style of training as often? Yeah. That was a real loaded question.
2: I wonder what lifestyle impact, like lifestyle factors there are too, though. So, like, look at, um,
0: like, it's a terrible example, but look at, like, Ronnie Coleman. Yeah. So it was, like, just real heavy lifting, like, it's all that Even, like, some other bodybuilders that, like, aren't as n- notorious, like, they'll all sit there and say, like, now they're all advocates of, like, form. Yeah. And, like, lightweight and centralizing tension, but they didn't train that way. Yeah. So it's like, did you not? Do you only train that way now because you see the benefit? Because you fucked yourself up, yeah. And then, like, could, do you? Are you so messed up because the message at the time was lift all the way. Yeah, and like, you know, they had all these barbell movements. Mm-hmm. Maybe they didn't have like a lot of yeah, because like yeah, engineering's come yeah. engineering's come a long way too. So like machines and all those things are yeah,
2: yeah. better yeah. Uh, yeah I I think there's a I don't think we train as piggish as the generation before us yeah in general I think we're way more conscious of technique and appro- approaching programming intelligently and yeah. even lifestyle factors yeah I think are better I don't know I don't expect I don't expect to myself to be beat up 50 yeah, because it's like from a, the gym.
0: It's like there was, a, there's like a rite of passage at the moment. Or like if you look at lay, like at the people who are a little <laughs> further ahead, it's like I mm-hmm. did all the heavyweights and I'm fucked up. And it's like, yeah, oh, you know, that's my ticket for being a meathead. Yeah. Um, and it's like, is it is that a representation of the training that they did, mm. or is it just a representation of training? And are you and I still willing Are you and I still
2: going to get that? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't expect – I expect <laughs> to be better off than a footballer at 50. Hmm. Unless I start fighting. Yeah. <laughs> then maybe oh. not. <laughs> yeah. So what do you, why do you think that's so, though? But just because I think we put more emphasis. The people that are the old school fucking lap pull down behind the neck and gross rows and all that stuff that just beat the shit out of themselves to get big. We don't do that. Yeah. I wonder if
0: like another big person...
2: We take a way more cerebral approach to training than what they did 10 years before us.
0: Yeah. Do you think that's because we do less barbell work though? It helps. I think the the
2: overall damage that you're doing to your body is less because you're doing less barbell work.
0: Yeah. Or is it the weight? Or is it a combination of both? No, I think
2: it's just the abuse of the connective tissue.
0: I reckon it's a combination of both because like when you put a barbell on, when you
2: put a barbell on you, you kind of want to lift more weight. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think too, and just like when I say lifestyle, I think like recovery, I think like how many of them are going to get treatments? Yeah. Because like, oh, my shoulder hurts. Yeah. Or it's just like, how many old, how many older guys, 10 years older than you? Have you seen in black and blue clothes that walk past that smell like deep heat? Yeah. It's like, if you have to put deep heat on to come to the gym, don't come. <laughs> dis- <laughs> don't train that thing. It's a disgusting smell. Pain is a warning. Yeah. Listen oh, to I it. I
0: can't talk when it comes to that. I know. But like, <laughs> Mr. Bursitis over here. <laughs> we joke about like,
2: even when I was powerlifting, it was like the Voltaran tablets, with, they're just called powerlifting Skittles. Yeah. And this is part of it. So it's yeah. like, how much of that... I think if I was, even now, another three years competing in powerlifting, I think I'd be a lot more fucked up.
0: Yeah. it permanently?
2: Yeah. Wow. So what do you think...
0: What would be... So how do you not... How do you lift... Like, because, is that just the side effect Because
2: of- I'm not willing to do the external stuff, which I think the generation before us didn't. Yeah. They're is not waking up it- doing fucking cat camels. Yeah, okay. So if you're taking care of yourself outside of the gym, you're right. taking care of those niggles, you're taking care of your mobility, you're taking care of your diet, you're taking care of sleep, stress, mm. all of that, not just like the be all and end-all is more weight on the bar every single week, even if it hurts, we just figure out a way to get by. Yeah, I get it. I think we put more emphasis in that, which then in turn means training is not beating you up as much. Yeah. Like my last prep was howl, man. yeah. Like, how many times did I just walk out of the garage? Yeah. It was just like, this hurts so fucking much. And it was just because yeah, just I wasn't the doing the work that I needed to. Yeah, okay.
0: So, it's not the training. It's the, what needs to be done to do the training. Yeah. But then if you don't do that, it is the training. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because then your training needs to... Like, my training now allows for the fact that I don't.
0: So, if you don't want to put the work in... Sorry, let me rephrase that. If you don't want to spend 20 minutes before you have to train to put yourself into a position to do that, how should you train to not be beaten up and have, I guess, like longevity? Within
2: the parameters of your capabilities.
0: Yeah. So, work within the parameters of your capabilities?
2: Yeah. Well, that and... Train things that improve your level of capability. What's an example of that? So, say like the function exercises that we use, right? So like a front foot elevated reverse lunge or a half kneeling landmine press or whatever. Mm. Things that are going to improve. Bodybuilders, notoriously shit overhead. Yep. So doing reaching drills are really effective for improving Mm. that. So... Second, I work and in, walk into the gym at the moment. I do like only five minutes on the floor. Cat yeah. camels, thread the needle, uh, single leg guardials. Usually, usually I do foam rolling outside of that when I get. Yeah, and then I go straight and do reverse flies and an overhead foam roller wall press as a superset, two sets before I train every single time. Yeah. Then inside the session, I'm conscious of you were saying like being the the desk worker. It's like, well, okay, what do I need to do to not be a desk worker? Mm. Like I probably need to rotate. I probably need to like get into extension and shit like that. Yeah. So I think programming with that in mind, mm. how many half feeling my mind presses were there 15 years ago? Yeah. Do you reckon people do that as a whole though? Or it's just in our bubble? Uh, no, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think you go get, manual therapy more Mm. yeah yeah I just wonder if the whole
0: SBD lifestyle
2: where you have to do it all the time Mm. is still a um, but even the way I powerlifted was not and that was a big part of it when you look at why that last prep was so rough is I only had barbells yeah because it was in the garage yeah, even even think about like
0: some of the clients that you have who have come from a previous history of that though. Mm. Like how beaten up and functional were they before they got a little more
2: exercise variety? Yeah, most of them have. Yeah, to be fair, I don't have a lot, but I, most people that come from that style have heaps of restrictions. Yeah, or had, Yeah, oh, they're not fixed. Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking about it. I'm
0: like, this person's fucked because of this. <laughs> Like, just, you know, listening to people talk on the internet.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, Because
0: obviously, like, you know, immersing myself into an unhealthy amount of YouTube.
2: Yeah. Well, you're probably seeing more (laughs) of that than me. I only really Mm -hmm. see my clients.
0: Yeah. So you always, it just seems like there's commonalities where there's someone now, like, who has the right to give people, you know, like, hey, this is what I did. And, you know, I'm now busted. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And to get by now, I've adopted this kind of. Lighter weight, kind of slower tempo, kind of style of training, you know, obviously working like, you know, yeah. um, more focus on the muscle itself and, and whatever. But then I was like, and then you get the next person and they're like, you know, 45 and they're like, mm. you know, I can't squat uh, below parallel and I can't do yeah. this and I can't do that. And I'm like, these people are like very similar in age and then their their training history would suggest that they had the same mentality. Yep. So it's like, you know, fucking heavyweight barbells, mm-hmm. you know, have to do these, these certain movements have to do them. Yeah. And then we go to this generation where it's like, we kind of sit in the middle, I think mm. where it's like barbell work's still good. Yeah. And uh, fucking how much fun is it? Yeah. Bro. When I moved that barbell with Jess and Tam, I reckon the smile was from the fun. Yeah. Not the weight. Yeah. I was just like, cause you know how fun it is to like, know you're not going to die and move a barbell. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much fun. I was saying to them, I'm like, I can't train best, like this yeah. because I don't trust anyone. Yeah. And I'm always by myself. Yeah. But then we still use machines because we're like, oh, look, you can load the muscle, you know, like mm-hmm. it's not as fatiguing, you know, blah, 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 blah. I can get more volume and et cetera, et cetera. But then you got the other generation now that are coming through where it's just like they're too far across. Not strong enough. Yeah. They're just not. And barbells aren't,
2: mm-hmm.
0: barbells aren't a thing anymore. Yeah. So I just wonder like when you take all three of our generations to 50- yeah, and you've trained for thirty years. Mm-hmm. Like, who feels the best? Yeah, uh, yeah. So Sorry, I think- not just who feels the best.
1: It was like, what's your goal too, though?
0: Yeah. Well, we're talking about inject. Yeah. Uh no, no, kidding. So I reckon I'd be interested to know who feels the best, mm-hmm. who's the strongest at that time, yeah, and who looks the best, yeah. Mm. As a as a combination of three, so it's not like you're only going to look at the person who looks the best yeah you have to
2: you have to feel good yeah. and be relatively strong you know yeah. i just wonder who who is that i think it's the person that does the most outside of the gym yeah yeah so it, it irrespective of the the way you do your
0: training yeah what you do outside of the gym you would say influences how you feel and perform and get and the results you get from that Yeah, so
2: I'm trying to think about maybe even going into like a football kind of concept.
0: As in Aussie rules? Yeah, so
2: someone like a Nathan Buckley. Yeah. Super diligent, fucking every I dotted, every T crossed with prep, with everything. Mm. Versus a Dane Swan, who played, even played a little bit overweight, Mm. needed to party on the weekends and... I don't imagine he was doing the extra recovery <laughs> sessions outside like, of training. I
0: guess like Ronaldo and Wayne Rooney. Yeah. The same talent. One was smoking durries on the weekend. Yeah. And this dude's trying to work out some like revolutionary recovery method to keep him yeah. playing.
2: So Ronaldo and Buckley are yeah. going to be better at 50 than the other two guys. Yeah. So then if you go, well, gym is my... Because the way we treat the gym is like a sport. It's a performance endeavor. It's not mm. a health endeavor. It's probably, and I guess we're looking at it too for
0: some people who it was a job. Yeah. So then it's like when it's a job, you maybe look at your body as an expense to that. Yeah. Like as in, I'm making millions of dollars. Like it doesn't matter if I need two hip replacements because the job requires requires me to push my body to limits. Where we're like that this isn't necessarily our job as per se. It's an expression of, but not the job.
2: Yeah. It's almost the inverse of like two tradies. Yeah. one trader who goes to the gym and keeps himself fit and in shape and eats well and sleeps well mm. versus one trader who takes no care of his body who still does at 50. the job
0: yeah it still both still do the job right yeah.
2: yeah so i think if you're smart programming lifestyle uh invested in longevity let's say mm. which if you're in, invested in longevity you're considering that in your programming you're not allowing injuries niggles to get out of hand Mm. You're eating well, you're sleeping well, you're monitoring stress. It's not just about what happens in the gym. Mm. Cause even like powerlifting man, like the first nationals we went to was sit next to guys that just competed, are competing, eating meat pies. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Was, like yeah,
0: they're like, Yeah, that actually was hilarious.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's like nutrition in powerlifting is a really new thing.
0: Mm. Do you, so here's another question just off all of that? So, you take these three generations and let's just assume they're training styles, right? Mm -hmm. So, we'll go hardcore barbell. Yeah. Very minimal machine work. Let's say maybe machine work for back. Yeah. And then you've got, uh, we'll call it our generation, Mm -hmm. which is coming off the back end of heavy barbell influence, but now introducing more machines. Nautilus exists. Yeah. Nautilus is a thing and hammer strength. Yeah. And then you've got this other generation, which is just like, you know, heavily like cables, machines. Yeah. They might pick up a dumbbell, mm-hmm. but aren't barbell strong? Yeah. At fifty, even at forty, who wins, for 20, who wins the fight? <laughs> even you train like that for fifteen years, yeah. Because then you could say they're in the peak, like thirty-five. Yeah. Who looks, who looks the best? Who 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 is the best? Who's the strongest? We're gonna
2: say us, right? Who? Yeah, like, <laughs> <but it's, laughs> like yeah. you know, you know what oh, I? We wouldn't be
0: doing. You it. know my real answer. I don't think it matters. Mm. I actually don't think it matters, and I know people are going to be like, "Hang on a minute, man! Aren't you a fucking personal trainer?" Yeah, but I don't. Feels the best, all of it.
2: Yeah. Who i i, I who, who
0: puts the most muscle on? They all will. Yep. Who who gets the strongest? You have to now quantify strength. Yeah, correct. Because yep. you like you know if you just fucking you <laughs> know, never like, deadlift before. You know those people that like do th- like one RM leg presses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it's not what is strength. It doesn't yeah, really yeah. count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that that's probably the hardest thing to quantify. Yeah. Because then you're like, because you're still gonna have to peak. You're gonna have to teach them how to do the thing that the other guys have done for 15 years, yeah. right? So that's where <clears throat> the cable dumbbell crew mm-hmm. are gonna lose.
2: I think they feel better. Yeah, it's almost inverse. Oh no. Nah going are so beat up they don't look good <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're gonna be a happy medium though right I hope so well that would be the goal it's yeah. like it's in in terms of feel look and strength yeah I think I think muscularity wise they all look the same probably yeah well uh, uh, the way we would the way we apply training would make sense for that to happen yeah because it's like tension on muscle yeah. progressively overload mm-hmm. like strength wise I would argue that the younger generation currently the, we'll the cable dumbbell crew yeah they're going to be weakest yeah and then i would argue that the generation before us are going to be the strongest yeah as a unit
2: yeah dad strong <laughs> yeah
0: yeah just like lumberjack yeah, strong. Yeah, yeah 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 don't you think that's yeah you mean yep.
1: c- country strong that's what ben is
0: <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> Not right
1: now. Dylan Sim, funnily enough, when you were talking about powerlifting, he's like, "Come, Ben, tell Ben to come do a meet again."
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. No. Hi, Dylan. What's up, bro? I'd maybe do push pull. Yeah, I could be tempted with a push pull. Bit of fun. Yeah.
0: You just want to do the ones you like. So I'd rather just do squat and push. Yeah, it's like squat bench.
2: (laughs) Squatting hurts my shoulder, and then that makes bench pressing hurt, and it's like I don't want to. Oh yeah, true. I'm I'm just gonna. I'm not doing any. Else, like if I didn't squat, I could bench yeah, 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 yeah. If I just safety bar squatted, I could bench infinitely, yeah, and deadlift for infinitely, yeah, it's true. I just suck at deadlifting. Maybe yeah. I'll just get enormous again and go for that 300 one day.
0: The My Nuclei is there for you to get jacked, sir. Mm. All right, quick break in the episode, guys. Just wanted to talk about coaching. So we at STC Fit are committed to taking your body composition, training, performance, your health and well-being all to the next level. Our experienced team of coaches are ready to help you get the most out of yourself. You don't just have to be a powerlifter or a bodybuilder or an athlete. You just need to be somebody who knows that you have a lot of potential and want to reach it. And you can join the team by heading to the website, submitting a coaching inquiry form, and one of our coaches will get in touch with you. All right, let's get back to the episode. Did you um do you wanna do so? I feel like that flows onto the do you wanna do the RPE? Yeah,
2: let's do it. Yeah. What's your So RPE versus R I R versus percentage based programming? Mm-hmm. What are your preferences? What
0: well, so um Who wins? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's do a who, this is What a who, generation? This is a who wins it. It's reserve. almost generational. Too, yeah. Well, like percentages, like, yeah, like yeah. the old school crew. Yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah, then yeah. we it's came shit.
2: through RPE and then now it's mostly yeah. rep and reserve. Yeah. I think
0: um, I don't use percentages personally. Yeah. Um, but I don't really work. Sorry. I know how to use percentages and I have used percentages, yeah. especially when I trained a lot of power lifters at the time because I was figuring out you know, whether I could do it yeah, and yeah, did it to up to a certain point. yeah. Um, but then I feel like after that, if you're moving into lifestyle clients, yeah. you know, physique clients, I don't know if percentage is that valuable. Yeah. And then with RPE, uh, I think it's as long as you get the language right and you, you know, get the parameters right and it's like this means this, I don't see the point in arguing over yeah. rep and reserve and RPE when you get the terminologies right. So yeah. if it is, if people sit there and say RPE is reverse RIR, like yeah. let's just say a 9 is one there's one rep left. Yeah, yeah. Then it, that argument is just a waste of breath. Yeah. But then, you know, we've had discussions in the past on like well if it's if RPE is about how it feels, something can feel hard mm. and be nowhere near how many reps, Yeah, the same reps, yeah. you know, in that inverse relationship to, mm-hmm. you know, quote unquote failure. Because like, I don't know, let's say you're sick mm. and the RP is nine. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean the rep in reserve yeah. is
2: one for an exercise. Does it yeah. make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think what you said with like... Every argument around this shit is just someone takes their own interpretation of what RPE means and then argues with someone else who has a different interpretation of yeah, what so RPE just means and then they have a fight. And, then like, and they come together at the end and go... It's like you're not even talking about the same fucking thing. Absolutely. So, yeah, like RPE stemmed from session RPE, tell me how... How the session was? How do you? How hard do you think that running mm. session was? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then it obviously got. I think it was. Was it the 3DMJ guys first introduced it to, like, strength training? I think. Um, and then obviously, rep and reserve came off the back of that because people were just like, we'll apply a rep and reserve formula to RPE for strength training because that's more effective. Yeah.
0: Now, now there's like RTF. What the fuck? Reps that? to failure. Oh, so it's it's, it's it, yeah. So now it's it's just inverse RIR. Yeah. So it's like it's RPE, but it sounds better. Yeah. So it's reps to failure. So it's like four reps to fail, three reps to fail, yeah. two reps. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> same shit. <laughs> yeah. So uh, look, I don't use RPE anymore as a inverse RIR. I like that. I use it as a genuine. How, how close to death feels? are you? Because yeah. you can't use a rep and reserve in a powerlifting peak. Yeah, and you can't really... I, I can't give you a three mm. as a single. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't work. No, I get it. So I have to give you a seven and be like, this should feel like an op- opener. It should be comfortable. Absolutely. Maybe you can double it, but it's yeah, super and, easy. And
0: you can't assume that that person can get three reps at that weight. Which they probably can't, especially if they're a yeah. male,
2: especially if they're strong.
0: Yeah. I... Absolutely agree with that, and that's where, as long as you get the distinction right, yeah, and, and the lifter understands the parameters of their coach, yeah, coach's language by, and yeah. and parameter uh, data points. Sorry, yeah. you can then use it. And yeah. like, look, in a perfect world, fuck, I would love to have the session RPE should be this, yeah. The um the lift should feel this hard, yeah, and the fa- the reps too far should be this much, you know, and it yeah. should all really line up and shit. But like. I don't know. You kind of sometimes are working just with people's capacity to like put in their process
2: information yeah, well, yeah,
0: just like, <laughs> and fill out a form. <laughs> sometimes yeah. like just filling in your fucking workout is like enough, enough. for some people, you know, it's yeah. like, yeah, granted, like, you know, people should be more committed, blah, 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 like whatever. It's like, yeah. you know, I think as long as you get the data points right and the definitions, I don't really think, I think everyone's just like swinging their dicks, like talking about yeah. shit that doesn't matter.
2: Yeah. Cause it's, it's like, there's, it's like the technique thing. It's like, it's no fucking definition. And if people want to go Tell me what the universal meaning for that is. Yeah. Yeah. And if you
0: want to go a step further, it's like, how do we know? Yeah. Like how do you know that it is? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like realistically, it's like you just want to have Something, a some information. A framework yeah. for the lifter to be conscious of are they putting enough effort in? Yeah. And then you as the coach are there to show them within this scale. What are you capable of? Yeah. So what's your, like you and I, like our our one to 10 could be like this and your clients could be here at the moment. Yeah. So it's like their 10's here, but like their capacity is here. Mm-hmm.
2: But it's like, you just haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. And then you see people fucking, uh, like coaches in particular that on the hack squad and they stand at the top for five seconds. Yeah. And they're like, this is fucking RPE 10. It's like, based on what? You change yeah. the parameters. Yeah, yeah. There's like, like too much of a gap between your. Yeah, reps. If you're yeah. taking a fucking half a rest. You're doing cluster sets almost. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So absolutely. If I don't pause, then I fail. Yeah, but it's failure. Agreed. But because you paused for five seconds for your last three reps and got an extra three reps. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and then yeah. they're the people that are like, that's their definition of RPE is that? I'm like, mm. well, that's not. Maybe yeah, that's a, to me, that's on 11. Yeah, that's on <laughs> like
0: universal from coach to coach. Yeah. Correct. So then, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I, like if I was a lifter, I would just really want to know, like if your coach is, is using either or, or, all of it, what do they mean by it? And like, what is each, like how, how should you use it so they can get the most out of you? Yeah. But like, yeah, realistically, even for me, I'm just like, most of the time, if you put two, um, or you put four, it's going to be, you know, actually, sorry, if you put two, it's never two. Yeah. It's always three or four. Yeah. You know, and then if you put zero, very few of them are going to zero. Yeah. So sometimes I just use it with a like, if it says zero, it just means fucking go hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like even yeah. like in our old programs, I don't know if you remember, we used to just have what it meant. So we used to have words. Yeah. So it used to be, um, moderate. Yeah, and then it used to be hard. Yeah, very hard, and then extremely hard. Yeah, so we never actually, and that, that was like that was instead of using the number. Yeah, we just used what the description was of the number. Yeah, and so that so the client was like, okay, this week.
2: Yeah, We're I'm fucking, fucking
0: burying myself. Yeah, you know, so now I just communicate to my guys like if the week says zero, mm. that is what zero means. Yeah, Same. it's not like. Like I just want you to give it everything you have, yeah. You know, and as long as you do that, yeah, that's all I can ask for. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you are gonna lift more weight, sometimes you are not, yeah. Like whatever's available to you for that week, you know, yeah, just do it, you know, because then you don't walk out of the gym asking your, your your coach to have more sets in your program because you've used the scale, to... yeah, you've used the scale to work out how hard those those lifts should be, yeah, and how hard those sets should be. Yeah. and that's the most important thing because you don't want to you don't want pr- you don't want a training system that's predicated on fatigue like you don't want a training system that's I've got to throw a heap of sets at you forever yeah for you to get tired yeah and make progress yeah and yeah. feel like you make progress because you only make progress for so long right yeah. so if you have rep and reserve if you have reps to fail you have RPE whatever you're showing that person from the get-go what that set should feel like from an effort perspective. Yeah. And then you're showing them how to get to that level of effort and more. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It's almost like with the strength programs, I'll be often change the main lift, yep. rep and reserve. And then I generally don't even touch the rep and reserve of any other lift yep. for most of the people I work with. I have done in the past. I've done everything, cycled every three Mm. weeks. and Like you said, it's literally just like, okay, so this week, my squats are three. Next week, it's a two. Next week, it's a one. It's like, okay, so it should progressively get harder and heavier every single week. Mm. Then my accessory exercise is a two. It's like, okay, don't bury myself in it. Make sure it's perfect. Mm. And then my leg extension is a one. So I should... We're be pretty close, yeah. Pretty much fucked after each. Yeah, other, yeah, yeah. But be able to walk away fine. Yeah. So it's like, well, that's the benchmark, and then I'll, every week I'm trying to do more than I did last week. Still, it's mm. just that that exercise is hard. Yeah. That exercise, like you said, is really hard, or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, like I think percentage wise, it's valuable to only if you know what that person's capable of lifting, right? So that that's why I don't use it because it's like you would have to have numbers so it would work awesome if someone come off the back end of a show right uh, sorry a, uh, a meet because you go yeah if you let's say if you know that that person deadlifted like I don't know 200 kilos let's just say yeah. for example you could then go well let's start their next like not that you would do that because they probably wouldn't deadlift after that but anyway fuck it let's just use the example yeah. you could maybe start their week
2: one on at like 80% of that in theory but then I think there's so much variation between people's ability to repeat effort absolutely like the gap between my one and my double yeah is insane Mm. like 20%
0: insane yeah so are you saying you're almost worth like I I reckon
2: my best double in prep was probably 220-230 yeah and I pulled 260
0: yeah So then in that theory then, or with that information in mind, do you feel like you almost are just better off spending the first two to three weeks, like whenever it is you are prepping again to get strong, working up to whatever rep range it is that you've selected to accumulate that strength again,
2: Mm. and then just working off the RPE? Yeah. I think that maybe I'm just not a good coach, Chase, but I don't have any clients right now or in the last five years, that I could tell you what they're going to lift on the platform. Yeah. Which means I I don't want to predict what their lifts are going to be. <laughs> oh, as in... Because I don't know. Yeah, because well, if Cause you're going to go off well, percentages, well, you're yeah,
0: either... So, you, you're working off them maybe doing two, 205, let's say. So, you're like, cool. So, we, we work everything back off the percentage of that. Let's start at your 80%, work up to 85 maybe in your first block, then work from 85 to 92, which would make sense in those adaptations that we're talking about uh, in the Learn podcast. And then then you would go with your peak and
2: you would be peaking off that 205 again, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you're predicting what you expect them to do on the platform, which I don't do until they peak. Interesting. So it's like... Mm. Your, your numbers on the platform are determined by your usually last heavy in the gym. Yeah. For me. Yeah. So it's like, and I've seen, even for the, the lift-off we did in Sydney, I had a couple of girls that put, out of confidence, put 20 kilos on their squat in two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. Do you reckon it's a more advanced? Yeah, 100%. I know like, like Thomas uses it and that makes sense to me.
0: Yeah. So it's like if you're working with people where the skill isn't the... Yeah, because
2: Will Crozier can sit down and go, "I always should hit these numbers because I've been doing powerlifting for ten years, and mm. I'm here, and I am pretty confident that this is what's possible." Yeah, so it's, it's and knowing... I can reverse engineer my prep to reflect that. Yeah, so then it's it's not that it's ineffective; it's just knowing when to use it with what lifter. Right? Yeah, and I'm sure like the, the coaches that use it would then make adaptations if you miss a lift and all that kind of stuff. The people I'm working with, the cost of missing a lift. It's too expensive.
0: Yeah, just momentum-wise, right?
2: Yeah, psychological recovery. It's like I'm not that, and they probably. I'd rather all my lifters undershoot. Yeah. Than mislifts. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So I'm because I can still find that on the day because it's not going to be a fucking them undershooting by like I've got a new client who's come from percentages, and, and like she's just freaking out. She's yeah. like, what do I lift this week? I'm like, we well, did this last week. If that feels comfortable, go up. Yeah, if that feels comfortable, go up. If that feels comfortable, go up. And
0: you're just micro progressing, right?
2: Yeah, it's like I don't. You don't and for her, it's like she's learning. She's paying more attention to how her body feels. Yeah, she's building more confidence, building autonomy as well, of course. So it's like for someone like that, what has she not achieved? Because She's been put in a box that she's supposed to lift this this week. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, well, she did not lift it more. Like, so Jess has already surpassed a couple of the numbers she had planned yeah. for a comp, we five six weeks away.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. She like even <clears throat> I think she lifted more than she needed to on the the bench press day. Yeah, and then she was like, oh, I'm just going to go back down because it didn't really feel that good on this like prehistoric bench. Yeah, so she just went back down, you know. So yeah. it's like, if you go, you
2: have to hit this number. Yeah. So she like, jumped, she had a really good week. She, um, her, she's had all this sleep because her son's been playing the game and stuff. So she put yeah. five kilos on her deadlift this week. Yeah. It's like, what do you want me to do? Tell her not to take it.
0: Yeah. There's yeah. too many variables. And then like, what happens when you, and the, the one thing that we've had a problem with in the past of like telling someone how much to lift is what happens when they don't lift it. It breaks well, they get fucked yeah. up. Yeah, like, Mentally, it. they're just like, oh, I, I was supposed to lift this and I didn't. Yeah. Now, have I failed? Yeah. So, if you do go off like um, that RP scale, it's like, this is what was available to you. So, it was like, yeah, it was like RP9 or whatever. Yeah. But I didn't lift. Yeah. Like, this is all I could lift, which wasn't as much. But it's like, okay, cool. Well, maybe for this week, for whatever reason, like. Yeah. You know, let's just say Park had a bad week sleeping. Yeah. It's like, cool, you gave it everything you had. Mm-hmm. But on a better week, it's just like you have you get more. get better rewards. Yeah, because yeah,
2: you have more. Yeah. So where I just remember where I was going with it. So we get caught up in this minutiae, right? And like every little fucking percent and kilo and stuff counts week to week. And that, that client that I've got coming on is very much what is the absolute number I should lift today because I want to tick the perfect box to get the perfect day in the competition. Yeah. Which makes sense. I understand that <laughs> neuroticism because I have it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But ultimately, how your second attempt moves determines your third. Yeah, of course. And you're not going to undershoot by so much that come comp day, you miss out on five kilos. Yeah. It's going to be 2% Mm. max, like less. On your bench press, it's going to be 1.25, two and a half kilos. It's not going to be five kilos. Yeah. That's the difference of if you, because if you're undershooting, you're probably drilling better tech, which for intermediate yeah. and beginner lifters that I work with, again making it very clear, I'm not, I don't work with yeah the heist, Anthony Cruz, no Will Crozier's yeah, yeah. So you're drilling a skill at a slightly sub maximal load that maybe could be two kilos heavier, mm. that then breaks down your form, that then makes you stressed, that then whatever. I'd much rather you be there than miss yeah i agree and i don't i don't think the gain on the back end is actually going to be that much yeah because if you've been undershooting when you hit your opener i'll know yeah or when you hit your second which was the best lift you did in the gym i'll know mm. and i'm like we're going up 10 kilos for your deadlift unless you've really fucked it up and i haven't looked at any of your lifts and told you like hey you got more than that yeah yeah you're not. There's yeah. no, yeah. Like we <laughs> did it to Mads last year. I think her last jump on her dad's was 100. It was 10 kilos. Yeah, right. Because you just undershot in the gym. Yeah, yeah. Which makes it's common. Yeah. yeah. Add a crowd. Add a g up. Add pressure. Yeah. Like does a good. You're thing. standing the fuck up. And maybe she didn't undershoot. Maybe it just was arousal. Mm. So yeah, yeah. I don't think. There's that really that much to gain by micromanaging that much detail at that level. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I think I think um all those points of value. So yeah, hopefully the guys at home know the difference.
2: Ninety nine percent P V rate. <laughs> <laughs> and that one percent didn't drain.
0: Quick break in the episode, guys. If you're looking for more information on how you can look, feel, and perform better, head over to our website, take advantage of all of the content that we have there, even the YouTube channels, plenty of videos and stuff on there. Also rotating free resources that you guys can access completely free. Okay, let's get back to the episode. Do you think before we added, because we didn't use RPE or rep and reserve for a long time, So it's like, why did we get all those results before that? Yeah, it's It's like what's is so, yo. Let's go hierarchy. Yeah, it's like which ones, what falls in like ahead of the effort. Yeah, that allowed us to not look at those things earlier
2: and still get those results. Like what what else mattered then? Like why did we still get? I think the the thing you could argue then was we weren't online. We've always yeah. had it as an online coach, yeah. So true. you were able to manage someone's effort because you were there, yeah. So you could just. Two it's more. like we inadvertently <laughs> two more. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like you inadvertently just like manage their effort that day because they were just like oh, I feel shit,
2: yeah. And you're like ah, oh, we'll oh, just take, yeah, a couple of kilos and you off. S- you can see the uh, change in tempo and all of that. Mm. It's like, whereas when you go to online, you have to communicate a little bit more. Do you think it's valuable for everyone? No. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I would say 40% of my clients don't look at it. Yeah.
0: I would say it adds an element to some of my guys that confuses them and they'd be better off not knowing it. Mm. So like sometimes I'm just like, this week means this. Yeah. Because I I like to descend the RR over the program. Yeah. So I'm just like, start off like, Finding your groove, yeah. Making
2: sure we're kind of within, yeah. It's interesting because I don't, but they kind of do. Well, they do it anyway. Because so it's it's like, as well, I still want yeah. you to beat next week, last week. Yeah. So, yeah. so first
0: week of the program, I'm like, you know, it might be a three or a four. Yeah. So I feel like the the heavy movements always one more mm. than the lighter than the compound stuff. Yeah. So the loadability movements always like four, and then yeah. the access to muscle length output movements always three. Yeah. So it's usually like compound and then isolation, whatever. Um, then and over the program it'll go like two weeks at the same then we go yeah. down two weeks at the same then we go down two weeks at the same so then in the last two to four weeks they're training at one to zero yeah so it all like all I say to them is like all this means go is ahead. like fucking give it everything you have yeah you know and like I feel if you do that you'll probably make progress yeah <laughs> and, and the ones that sweat it too much like are just worrying about things that probably they should worry about other yeah things that make that matter more. Yeah. So it's like majoring minors a little bit. Mm. Um, And then the ones that don't really look into it too much and just go, this last four weeks,
2: I've got to fucking get after it. Yeah. They make really good progress. Yeah. Yeah. I think from a physique standpoint, it's way less important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'd happily only program rep and reserve for the primeless. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I I just, um, and then everything else is just do more than you did last week and eventually you'll get found out. It's It's like if you sandbag. Yeah. Sometimes there's a
0: bit of validity, I guess, in like holding off on going to like complete, like complete failure, like for a movement to progress. Mm. Um, Sometimes like holding back a rep for a period of time can break through a plateau because you're not like. Just you don't have this like overwhelming fatigue that's yeah, surmounting, yeah. but it's
2: not. That's, Skill acquisition and all that too.
0: Well, yeah, and then that's like but that's like where the coaching you might be like, Hey, like if we can't break through the plateau of this movement, let's just peel the weight, the the effort back a little bit, and yeah. obviously the weight or the reps.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Bring the fatigue down a little bit, have another rest day, yeah. and then see what happens next time we do this. That's where it's totally valid. But if you didn't really kind of follow it that religiously, you just tell them to do that anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like think about when someone like has a plateau in a movement and has pushed for a period of time, you usually just take a variation of that exercise, reduce the weight a little bit and then just tell them to do that. And then all of a sudden they've broken through yeah. when they, they go back, back to the, to the exercise. It, yeah. yeah. So you're kind of just doing the same thing. You're just using different parameters and talking about it in a different way.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But it's the same. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So just train hard and (sighs) do more every week. Progressive overload. Yeah. Yeah. More sets. Uh, Sorry, more reps or more weight progressively over a program. Yeah. It'd probably be okay. But I, yeah, I do like also the communication of like, don't take your bent over row to the same point as you would your... S- seated row leg extension. Yeah, because you know I mean. a safer movement. To- Correct. Yeah. So that's what I like about it. It's more saying, hey, do this <laughs> exercise this way. Yeah. But sometimes, but
0: the- remember that, that you'll get that afferent feedback that you can't. Correct. Yeah. And it's like, it's failure, but it's not muscle failure. Yeah. yeah. So it's like.
2: Yeah, you just don't want them fucking like throwing it yeah.
0: around and yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> There's so many ways to like. Unpack yeah. it, though. Yeah. So, yeah. There's a really good
2: article on it, uh media, I think you can find in there. Yeah. I wrote one and drink over. Yeah. Interesting time. We got oh, another 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's episode number four, guys. So, we're, we're doing well. I've, I want to have... Uh, like, Uh-oh. No, no.
0: It's a, Uh-oh. I want to have the blood work talk. Yeah, okay. So... I'm seeing an emergence of coaches that are talking about blood work. Now I'm not Again. Yeah, and I'm not every three years. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not going I don't want to go at it at the fact at the at with the angle that you can't sit there and say to someone like if things aren't feeling too good and things aren't looking great, then you know, you shouldn't tell, encourage someone to just go and get things looked at. Mm-hmm. Like once you go through the steps of what you should from a coach from a lifestyle perspective. Yep improve the sleep, the hydration, look into their nutrition if you have the capacity to do so or the, the skill um, to do so, uh, credentials. Um, and then from there go, things aren't lining up yep. or send them to someone who has the credentials nutrition-wise. Yeah, And then and then go, if those things aren't lining up, maybe you need to go and get some, like blood, yeah, some blood. Yeah. The issue I have is... As a personal trainer, you should not be able to read that blood panel yep. and give prescriptions on how to fix it. Yep, because that would insinuate that you have a education that is like probably to the equivalent of I don't know, maybe first year, second year mm-hmm. medicine. And I don't think that personal trainers should slash need mm. the skill set to do that. And what that can do is put pressure on personal trainers to do it. To go outside. That's good. And then all it takes is one person to say something that they shouldn't have. Yeah. And when you're dealing with that kind of stuff, you can really fuck some things up. Yeah. And I'm just trying to save our industry as a whole. I'm not targeting anyone in particular. Yeah. Just don't like cowboys doing
2: cowboy shit. Yeah. And it comes from. A good place. We've dabbled in it, we've looked at it. Absolutely. Like it comes from a place of I want to do everything I possibly can to help the person in front of me. Absolutely. Get it. But one of my biggest problems with it is labels fucking stick. Mm. So like the whole like chronic fatigue isn't real thing. Yeah. Like there's no no evidence to suggest that that can happen. Mm. It's not a real thing. Like you're chronically stressed. You don't have chronic fatigue. Yeah. So someone says you have chronic fatigue, they hear I'm broken. Mm. There's nothing I can do, or that's this arguous process, so it's this or worse, this magic supplement protocol, fucking expensive ass thing that some charlatan's selling me. Yeah. That's where it gets fucking sketch yeah and to be fair doctors are just as bad as doing it Mm. that i think we need to be really careful with that absolutely yeah no
0: like there's nothing wrong with saying to someone like go get your blood work done like i've had people go i've got my blood's done i'm like great um yeah sure i'll throw myself out there i know how to read them yeah um i'm definitely not gonna look at them all and you know be able to pick you know, shit that Mm. is outside of like, this is out of the range. It could be this. Like when we look at this situation, like, you know, just assess the current scenario. Yeah. And then, you know, say we probably should, could do this, this and that. Also work with people who take supplements. Yeah. Right. So it's like, they're not going to sit there with their doctor and say, I'm on like a gram of gear. Yeah. And these are what my buds say. Yeah. So it's a little bit different. Yeah. But, Even then, I'm like, have you gone and spoken to your doctor about all this shit? Yeah. Like, have you gone and spoken to this person? I also got a 20 years experience. Yeah. Like, there's people like three years in the industry that are like, oh, yeah, like, let's do before and afters of blood work and stuff. And like, Mm. let's do, show me this and and do this and do that. I'm like, you shouldn't be playing with any of this shit. Yeah. Like, how about you just get real good at like training your clients and like sending them to the right people. Yeah. So, you can send them to whoever to interpret whatever they like. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's funny, when I started thinking this way, then I saw like a course from someone who I'm not going to name and it was like about that. And I'm yeah. like, I feel like the people who are ahead like you and I are almost like creating the problem, right? Mm. With tr- But trying to solve it at the same time. Yeah. But it's like, we shouldn't really be able to give that information to people. Yeah. Like your insurance company is not covering you for that. If they yeah. can't cover you to <laughs> tell someone what to eat at what, what time, time and what amount. Yeah. They're not fucking, if you're sending, if someone's sending you the their cortisol, full blood exam, yeah, yeah, if yeah. someone's sending you your full blood exam, your sex hormones, and then your fucking, you know, iron studies, yeah. and you're telling them to do something on top of that, it's yeah. like you're fucking dancing
2: yeah. on fucking, flying, like on coals, yeah. man. Yeah, I've, I've worked with and know too many people and watched too many people on the internet get given a diagnosis, for lack of a better term that's been poorly communicated and something's been made a way bigger deal than it is and ultimately the positive feedback loop can't be avoided with the personal trainer in that if I tell you something's wrong and then I fix it you're going to pay me Yeah, and you're going to continue to pay me and you're going to say I'm amazing mm. I actually have a note in my phone for a post of like um, if other perfectly healthy people are not doing the thing that someone's trying to sell you on the internet, you probably don't need it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Like if there's yeah, lots of people walking around who are in good shape, who recover well from their training, who have good focus and who have successful lives, don't ice bath. It's not a necessity. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like Absolutely. Or, and like the gut, the gut health thing gets me. Yeah. Like really gets me.
0: Mm. Yeah. I, I think there's a misconception with the general population that a personal trainer has this like underlying education in medicine though. Yeah. I think they have friends like, they're just like, oh, this hurts. I'm like, probably should get that looked at. <laughs> oh, they're like, I've got yeah. a lump here or some shit. I'm like, fuck, go see the doctor, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes like, you know, you could even have a bit of an idea of what that potentially could be, but it's like, I don't want to say something. And then like something happens to you. Yeah. And I think the older you get, you get more risk averse. Hmm. And that, that's just by nature, right? You've yeah. got more to lose. You've got more skin in the game. You've got more experience. You've seen more shit happen. Yeah. So, when you're younger, you're just running off ambition and you're running so off pure passion. The Dunning-Kruger thing too, right? Yeah. The more
2: you know, the more you know, you don't know.
0: Yeah, and you're running off pure passion. So, you're like, I just want to help this person. Yeah. And it's like, I just don't want a scenario because I know people are going to come for me for this, but it's fine. <laughs> um, I just don't want a scenario where you get a, a client who puts their trust in in someone who's got three years in the game, which is enough to be good at their job. yeah. And their job is to program training, mm. keep them motivated and ensure that they can do that training effectively yeah. on an ongoing basis. Yeah. To then have the pressure mm. from an industry yeah. where we always try and extend ourselves outside of the scope of our practice to feel like we're better than we need to be. yeah. And then go and learn some shit that we're actually not allowed to do, yeah. which is, Moving into the realm of medicine. Yeah. Now, if we would have to do that, or we should, Mm -hmm. we have to go to school and do medicine.
2: Yeah.
0: Right? And your your insurance would cover you. Yeah. But it would have all of the provisions inside it. So, I just don't want a scenario where, you know, and I'm protecting us as an industry. And you and I are almost trying to do that now. And I'm also protecting clients. Yeah. Or the lifters, yeah. Um, from just like going into a scenario where they're just not getting the right help, and I know what you're going to say: there's bad doctors, and this yeah. and that and the other. I get it.
2: Find a good one. <laughs> You've got to find a good one. <laughs> yeah. There's
0: bad personal trainers. Yeah. You know, there's bad accountants. Yeah. The thing is, if an accountant gives you bad um, advice uh, on your finances and shit, you can go. You can come for that dude, yeah. and he's probably going to have some form of coverage that protects him. Yeah if I'm giving you financial advice and I fuck it up and you come for me, yeah. I'm in shit. Yeah. And it's no different. Like if as a personal trainer, you give someone advice that is well outside of your scope. Yeah. You just leave yourself open to risk.
2: So I'm going to do the yes. end because mm. I think I totally agree with every single thing you just said. My trigger, let's call it is the personal trainer that is like, you can't have regular salt. You can't have anything plastic. You can't, you've got to have 15 minutes of gooch exposure to the sun <laughs> first thing in the morning. Like all that goes down the fucking rabbit hole of stuff that doesn't matter to 99% of people. And then takes bathtub, PEDs and recreational drugs every weekend.
0: Yeah, that's nice tattoos. Yeah like watch that toxicity bro.
2: Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, I get it. These fucking blinkers and yeah, well, that's blind it. spots and just weird yeah. shit that you're worrying about that how, my biggest like with the gut health thing. It's like how much fucking stress do you create in your life worrying about your gut health and then stress is the number one thing that factor for fucking yeah, gut health. Yeah. Like Yeah, yeah I get it. The, yeah. <laughs> my gut health protocol is like Go for a walk in the morning. Go for a walk at night. Eat yeah. fruit and vegetables. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not.
0: I don't know. I and don't beyond know.
2: that, see a professional. But. Do you
0: think? Do you think that's a symptom of like us being so dialed in on like the outcome now, though, and the person we work with? Like, do you think because like we just like I've put all my eggs in like a few baskets, right? Yeah. It's like you want to lose weight. You want to get strong. You want to get jacked. You yeah. want a Combination of all those things. You want to do it on a recreational level or do you want to do it to the extreme Mm -hmm. i'm your person yep you know yep so now i don't have to extend myself to all of these other things to make myself feel like i need to learn more and feel more valuable to someone yeah because i know i'm good at it yeah that's definitely so then it's like you have this younger generation that are like just don't know where their value is So when they work with their clients, they're just extending themselves outside of what they're actually capable of. Yeah. When all they need to do
2: is just be really good at the thing. Yeah. Which we've done. Absolutely. I have done. Yeah. 100% Absolutely. Did it a lot. So, yeah, I 100 percent because I'm so confident in the value I provide now. You don't have to. We just don't do the thing. Yeah, and it's I have so much stack of proof, of even like when I was doing it, right? Mm. Like when it was like. I was getting clients to do whatever fucking protocol mm. and then I had clients that didn't do it. The yeah. right results weren't different. Yeah. Or I introduced this fucking complex new thing that I didn't used to do and the results didn't get better. Mm. I remember talking to Will about it when, um, like the breath work positioning stuff, like all the 90 breathing and all that, that we used to do. Yeah. I chatted, I've, I had gone off it and I was spoke to him and I was like are you still like doing the PRI thing blah 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 he's like yeah, doesn't really change none anything. of my clients got measurably stronger mm. from doing it and it took time so I stopped doing it yeah so I think yeah we've done so many things that are like the next fucking mm-hmm. this is magic and it doesn't make any difference to the outcome yeah. so then you just go well what does make differences to the outcome yeah we work with highly driven, usually highly wound humans mm. that are overactive, lift weights and want to yeah. push to ab- uncommon strength, physique and performance yeah. outcomes. And the variables we control deliver that really well. Yeah. And most of those people, it's improving their lifestyle, reducing their improving their ability to deal with and with stress and reducing it yeah. and then go listen to the (laughs) Learn Programming podcast. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I get it. Yeah. And just, um, I think that, yeah, if you're a lifter and there's nothing wrong with getting all your stuff looked at. Yeah. It's just, I would argue that your personal trainer with a cert three and four is probably not someone to read you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know? Yeah. It's probably two people that I would actually send my love work to. I'm just
0: thinking general population wise though,
2: like we're not doing that. Yeah, but that's like there's there's three that I there's three that I would if I had a problem. Yeah, yeah.
0: And they but that's like yeah. Yeah. But their background's not SERT rainfall.
2: No. You no, they're I mean? all
0: Yeah. Yeah, got
2: fucking masters. Yeah, it's like they've done degrees, <laughs> like, yeah. you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think it's just a real it's just a slippery slope that people need to be protected with in my opinion. Yeah. So anyway, that was it. All right. That's all? Yeah. I'm done, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the fourth episode. Yeah, yeah, five yeah. Can hours you in. feel
2: the salt? Can you feel where yeah. well, that's probably five hours in? Yeah, we're we're done. Feel but, the um, salt.
0: As always, guys, thank you for the support. Perfect opportunity to hit the subscribe button, to go ahead and smash that button. Like, share the potty. Um, really like your feedback um, on this one, especially the R A R P E. Like, what do you guys use and what do you prefer? Um, And yeah, we will see you next time.